0: Kansas State blew a 28 to 10 lead to TCU and took that absolutely personally. Welcome back, everybody, to the Center of College Football. I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording as always from the Center of College Football, Columbia, Missouri. And there were a lot of fun games last weekend. A weekend that didn't look to have a ton of appealing matchups, but ended up being a great weekend overall. So let's go ahead and jump into what happened. First off, was Oklahoma at Iowa State. The Cyclones were unable to get there. First conference one of the season and actually ended up taking probably their worst loss of the season. The first loss, they've taken more than seven points to the Sooners behind a phenomenal fake field goal um, and 182 rushing yards for Oklahoma. Iowa State is definitely starting to fall apart here. Uh, They're officially knocked out of the Big 12 championship. This is turning ugly very quickly for the Cyclones. Hunter Deckers threw three interceptions. It's just not been a great year for Iowa State. Uh, over in Provo, Utah, ECU at BYU. What happened to the BYU team that knocked off number nine, Baylor? This team started out 4-1 and one and hasn't won a game since late September. They're officially winless in October after dropping four straight. ECU's looking good, though. Um, after blowing out UCF last week and now beating BYU, they've beaten two of the four teams that will be in the Big 12 next year. they got Cincinnati and Houston coming up. They have a chance to sweep those teams and They're looking like a legitimate contender in the American Conference, especially if they can knock off Cincinnati. They have a good shot at making it to the championship game. Ohio State at Penn State. Penn State played Ohio State close for a good bit, and then Ohio State scored 28 points in the fourth quarter. Penn State kind of just fell apart. Clifford threw three bad interceptions, and this officially knocks Penn State out of the Big Ten championship game. Ohio State's continuing to roll. Um, The question was, could this team... Perform against a, a a formidable opponent. They really hadn't been tested all that much this season, and they definitely showed out here. Stroud went for 354 yards and a touchdown, and they didn't rush much, but they were, didn't really have to. I mean, again, 350 yards in the air, stick to what you're good at, and they just played a, a very good, very complete game. Notre Dame at Syracuse. Um, I have no answers on what this Notre Dame team is. I don't understand how you can knock off 16th-ranked BYU, be the only team to beat North Carolina, knock off 16th-ranked Syracuse, and lose to Stanford and Marshall. This team, I, I have honestly no answers. Syracuse, I, they've just kind of started to fall apart. I think that, that Clemson loss kind of demoralized them. They just did not play all that well. They had two quarterbacks play, two touchdowns, two interceptions between the both of them. Sean Tucker only had 60 yards on the ground, which is uncharacteristic for him. Notre Dame was just able to shut them down and just played much better in every aspect of the game. They had two rushers over 85 yards, 246 yards overall, and Notre Dame's looking solid going into this game against Clemson this week. Okay, so I expected Louisville to win this game, but not the way they did against Wake Forest. Louisville's always kind of had Wake Forest's number, but, I mean, this was brutal. I mean, it looked like a pretty close game for a little bit. It was 14-13 to 13 going into halftime, and then Louisville just came out and just absolutely beat the brakes off of Wake Forest. 48-21, to 21, 211 yards on the ground, and just... Dismantled, dismantled Wake Forest, dismantled Sam Hartman, picked them off three times, held them to less than 100 yards on the ground, knocked them out of the playoff race, knocked them out of the ACC championship race, and after starting the season 2-3 and three and losing a embarrassing game to Boston College, especially after this week, they've picked it up, won three straight games, knocked off the defending ACC champion in Pittsburgh, and now 10th ranked Wake Forest. They got a few hard games coming up. James Madison isn't gonna be a cakewalk Then they got Clemson, NC State, and Kentucky. yeah, this team's this team's looking solid, but they're going they're definitely getting really tested here soon. Illinois and Nebraska, Illinois needs to be taken very seriously now. Um, this team is seven and one and they've really not struggled against anyone. I mean, you know, Iowa was their closest game, but I mean, it, it kind of felt like they controlled that game, despite it only being 9-6. to six. And besides the Iowa game, they've won. All of their wins have been by at least 12 points. Um, their only loss is to Indiana, which is very head-scratching. The only problem that I noticed, because I was at this game, the only problem I noticed with Illinois is their secondary isn't amazing. They haven't really needed it, though. That's the thing. Most of the teams they've played this season are heavy, rushing teams. Nebraska is much more of a passing team, but Casey Thompson going out in the first half completely demoralized this team. Um, Nebraska was up uh, 9-6 to at one point and just kind of fell apart after that injury. But the, again, the thing is, they play a heavy passing team. It's going to get difficult for them. Uh, Michigan State is much more of a a air team, and that could get dicey for them. Um, their D-line is phenomenal. Their linebacking core is great. They're lucky their last three opponents are much more rushing teams. Purdue could lean a bit more to the passing side. Northwestern is just garbage all the way around. Michigan, I'm not sure how great Michigan is in the air. They've just been so dominant on the ground. They're definitely an upset alert this weekend against Michigan State Against, since they have players like Jalen Naylor um, and play much more air raid-style ball. They're they're definitely gonna get tested a little bit more than I think people expect this weekend. Cincinnati at UCF, a absolutely amazing game with an incredible last second touchdown, and UCF is arguably the best team of Florida. It's it's between them and Florida State in my opinion. That ECU loss definitely hurts their resume. The Louisville loss doesn't look nearly as bad as it did initially and the real crazy thing is Mickey Keene was really the the lead quarterback in this game. John Rice Plumlee didn't play that much. He only went 7 for 11, 71 yards, but they did what was necessary to get this win and are definitely on a, a good path to making the A C championship game. They got a tough game against Memphis this weekend. They got a huge game against Tulane in two weeks. But after that, Navy-Tulane, it's pretty smooth sailing for them, and they have a real shot at bouncing back and getting to another American Conference championship game. Kentucky and Tennessee. Um, so the big question had been, can Tennessee's defense hold up? Um, their offense has not been a question. They've looked phenomenal in really every aspect of that side of the ball. But they let up 49 points to Alabama, 33 points to Florida, 27 to Pitt. The question was, could their defense do what was necessary? The answer is yes. Um, 44 to six, picked off Levis three times. Held Chris Rodriguez to 64 yards and only one touchdown. Uh, Yeah. um, Didn't allow a single point past the first quarter. This Tennessee team is incredible. Hendon Hooker is playing lights out. Jalen Hyatt had another great game. Six, Six targets, five receptions, 138 yards, and two touchdowns. This man scored a touchdown almost half the time that he caught the ball they got a huge game this weekend against georgia number one versus number two biggest game of the season they've already knocked off five ranked opponents and they beat georgia this weekend this team is probably the national championship favorite Baylor at Texas Tech. I'm impressed with what Baylor did this weekend. Um, Texas Tech was coming off a huge win against West Virginia, forty-eight to ten. Baylor had looked kind of shoddy. Um, okay, win against Kansas. Losses to West Virginia and Oklahoma State. They had looked subpar really the entire season, but they, I mean, absolutely balled out. They they picked off Texas Tech five times off of three different quarterbacks, and they got a huge game this weekend against Oklahoma. I don't think they're going to make the Big 12 championship game. I think that's a bit too far out of reach now. But they beat Kansas State. They beat TCU. They they could be back in the discussion, but it may be a little bit too little too late for them. But overall, a great win. A couple other games I want to touch on. Um, Boston College at UConn. So UConn might be okay at football. They're 4-5, and five, and they beat their first Power 5 opponent in six years and just absolutely shut down. Um, Boston College, picked them off three times, and this BC team is like really, really bad. How they beat Louisville, I'm not... How they beat Maine, I'm not exactly sure. They haven't played well, really, the entire season. That Boston College game... Um, or I'm sorry, that Louisville game was definitely a fluke. But yeah, this... Uh, and, I mean, UConn, like, they bent, but they didn't break. They allowed 259 passing yards, but not a single touchdown. That's genuinely impressive. And UConn... UConn's in the discussion for a bowl game now, honestly. They're probably going to be UMass on Friday. They got a game against Liberty next week, which I don't think they'll win, but they can knock off Army. This team team goes to a bowl game. Um, That'd be huge. And, I mean, they've won three of their last four. Not exactly sure how they lost to Ball State, but they're looking better than a lot of people expected. Other one I want to talk about is Arkansas at Auburn. Not necessarily what happened but what happened afterwards brian harson has been fired finishing with a 9 and 12 record at auburn i'm not one for firing coaches midway through their second season but it sounds like there was a lot going on behind closed doors with harson the culture was a problem they they weren't winning a ton of games um and this is one while usually i i complain about Schools being too trigger-happy to fire coaches, this is one I'll I'll leave alone because I definitely think there were things going on behind closed doors that the rest of the fan base and the rest of the country did not see. So moving over to the playoff eliminator, after last week, not a single team got eliminated from the playoffs. Four teams got dropped this week. Um, Starting off in the SEC, there were four teams coming into this week. There are four left. Georgia and Tennessee still undefeated. Bama and Ole Miss both with one loss. Big 10 came out of this week with four teams left, and three teams walk out. Penn State lost their second game to Ohio State. Illinois has one loss. They're still alive, and Ohio State and Michigan are undefeated. The Big 12 now only has one team remaining, as the precious Oklahoma State got absolutely dismantled by Kansas State, 48 to nothing. which, you know, didn't really talk about that game as much as I should have, but um, there's not much to talk about, because 48 to nothing. that's Kind of, you know, a lot. And the thing is, Adrian Martinez wasn't even playing. Will Howard balled out 296 yards, four touchdowns. Deuce falling at 158 yards. I mean, this team was five yards away from topping 500 yards against one of the best defenses in the Big 12. Picked off Oklahoma State twice. Held them to just barely over 200 total yards. This K-State team is good. And I'm not going to say that they, you know... Would have beaten TCU or should have beaten TCU, but if those two teams meet the Big 12 championship game, things could go very, very differently. This team was already looking great, and they're a lot more fired up than they were before. Then in the Pac 12, there's still three teams left: Oregon, USC, Utah, or I'm sorry, UCLA, are all one-loss teams. In the ACC, they came out of this week with four teams left and walk out with only two. Syracuse, as I said, got. Uh, L to Notre Dame and Wake Forest got blown out by Louisville North Carolina has one loss to Notre Dame and Clemson is still unbeaten all of the independents and all of the group of five are now out there are 13 teams left vying for a playoff spot in the conference championship side there were a lot more teams that dropped this week a couple teams that I missed the calculations for this week so there are a few more teams that uh dropped than I expected In the SEC West, Auburn, Texas A&M, Mississippi State are all gone. It is now down to Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss, and somehow Arkansas. Um, While the odds are very, very low, they technically could still make it. Um, In the East, Florida, Kentucky, South Carolina, and Mizzou all got knocked this weekend. It is down to Georgia and Tennessee. In the Big Ten, every single team is still alive in the West because the Big Ten West is bad. In the East, Michigan, Michigan. Uh, or I'm sorry, Michigan State, Penn State, Rutgers, and Indiana all got knocked. It is down to Ohio State, Michigan, and Maryland. For those wondering how Maryland could make it to the Big Ten Championship, Michigan would have to lose out, Maryland would have to win out, and Ohio State would have to lose out except for that Michigan game, but that's not going to happen, so expect Maryland to get knocked off this week. In the Big 12, there's only one team that got knocked out being Iowa State. They took their fifth conference loss of the year couple more teams are on the chopping block this week but nine teams are still technically alive in the Pac-12 it is just Washington State and Stanford all the other 10 teams are still alive for the championship game In the ACC on the coastal side of things Virginia Tech is the only team that got knocked out this week as they lost by one point to NC State but I'll touch on this in a minute while there's still six teams alive there is a way that North Carolina could clinch the division this weekend in the Atlantic Division uh Wake Forest got knocked out of their spot. It is down to Clemson and Syracuse. Over in the, in the American, everyone is still alive. Um, somehow, maybe I'm missing something here, but every team technically could still make it. In the Mountain West, Western Division, uh, Nevada is gone after losing and continuing to lose. And in the Mountain Division, Air Force got knocked out after Boise State won this weekend. In the MAC, every team in the West is still alive. Over on the Eastern side, Akron is gone, leaving five teams left. The CUSA has every single team still left looking for a spot in the Conference Championship. And in the Sun Belt, Western Division, Arkansas State, after losing this weekend to South Alabama, they're gone. And in the East, everyone is still alive except James Madison, who was ineligible for the Conference Championship this year since they just moved up to the FBS level. So moving over to looking forward to this games or this week's games. There's a lot of great games this week, and picking just 10 was very difficult. Starting out with my first game, um, Thursday night matchup between Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is about a three-point underdog here. I'm not exactly sure why. They're 7-1. and They took a bad loss to Old Dominion, but they have a couple solid wins under their belt. That Buffalo win looks really good now. Um, Georgia Southern's a solid W. Marshall looks good. And App State has... Not played great. Um, I mean, they, they won three of their last four, but granted, two of those three were against FCS teams. They lost badly to Texas State. They haven't looked the same since they beat Troy in, in mid-September. I don't really see App State winning this game. Grayson McCall has continued to play amazing this season, and they're just playing very well in pretty much every aspect their defense can be a little shoddy at points um and while they've had some close games they've managed to win those games and they looked really good in that marshall win on saturday so i'm gonna roll with the chanticleers here second is kentucky at missouri uh saturday morning matchup um look preseason i said mizzou would come into this game like four and four and maybe five and three um and kentucky would come into this game i think like seven and one now mizzou's at about the same point and kentucky is substantially worse You want to look at similar opponents. Mizzou ripped apart South Carolina this past weekend, completely shut that team down, and South Carolina ripped apart Kentucky. Mizzou's about a a point-and-a-half underdog in this game. But Mizzou looked really, really good in that last game against South Carolina. And what's crazy is their star-wide receiver, Luther Byrd, did, like, nothing. He had, like, five receiving yards and 10 rushing yards. Just absolutely nothing. And if he can get more playing time alongside um, other receivers like Towski Dove, Dominic Lovett. Their running back duo of Cody Schrader and Nathaniel Pete is incredible. And Brady Cook played, again, very, very well against South Carolina, which is honestly uncharacteristic for him. He hasn't played well all season, but he went 17 for 26, 224 yards in the air, had 50 more yards on the ground, and a rushing touchdown. And Kentucky hasn't looked great in their last few games. Um, They've lost three of their last four. Beat Mississippi State, which was great, but being at home, the way Cook played last week, the receiving core they got, I'm rolling with Missouri in this one. Next is the highly anticipated matchup of Tennessee at Georgia. Preseason, I said Georgia would be 8-0 coming into this game. I haven't picked a game wrong for Georgia all year. Preseason, I said Tennessee would be 6-2 coming into this game. I still had Tennessee winning. Now, Tennessee has one of, if not the best quarterbacks in the country, one of, if not the best wide receivers in the country, a defense that a lot of people thought was bad and just demolished Kentucky this last weekend. It's really a no-brainer for me that Tennessee wins this game. They they can run with the best of them. They show they've they can run with the best of them. Again, five ranked wins. Um... There's, there's three teams tied for first in the SEC West. Tennessee's beaten two of them. The only one that they haven't is Ole Miss, and that's just because they're not on their schedule. They have a win over Florida. They have a win over Pittsburgh. This team is playing lights out, and Georgia's looked good, like I'll admit, but I think Tennessee's looked better, and I'm going to roll with Tennessee to pull off up another upset here. Syracuse at Pitt. Uh, preseason, as I talked about, I – Pick Syracuse to start out 5-0 and and then drop the last seven. Now they started 6-0 and and have dropped the last two. This is starting to fall apart for Syracuse. Vegas has Pitt as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and I'm going to have to agree. Um, I think Pitt gets a nice little bounce-back win here after losing their last two. Um, they're home for the first time in nearly a month, and I'm going to roll with the Panthers here to, I guess, pull-wise, pull off a small upset statistically, just... Win this game. Oklahoma State at Kansas. Um, Kansas needs a win. They, after starting out 5 0, have dropped three straight and had a much needed bye week. Oklahoma State just got 48 dropped on their heads. Um, I think that Kansas gets some things fixed during this bye week, and Oklahoma State, now after actually officially being knocked out of the playoffs really statistically probably being out of the big 12 championship race just kind of lose really all motivation to play Kansas really I mean look they got they got everything to gain and nothing to lose they could lose every game the rest of the season and they've still beaten everybody's expectations but I think they want more than that I think they want to try to get to a bowl game and I think they pull off a small upset here over Oklahoma State Liberty at Arkansas. Okay, I had pretty much the same conversation two years ago when Liberty went on the road to play Virginia Tech. Liberty was undefeated. Virginia Tech was like 3-4 and four or something. And Virginia Tech was like a 17.5 point favorite. It didn't make any sense. Now, Liberty is 7-1. and one. Their only loss is by a point to Wake Forest after they decided to make a gutsy call and go for two. And Arkansas is 5-3. They're not bad, but they're definitely worse than Liberty. Um, you know... Look no further than the BYU game. Arkansas won pretty well, fifty-two to thirty-five, but Liberty absolutely dismantled BYU, forty-one to fourteen. They've looked better in every aspect. They've had a bye week to prep. I don't really get why Arkansas is a half point favorite. I'm taking Liberty in this one. Really, no question. Okay, Texas at Kansas State. So Texas just just lost to Oklahoma State like, a week and a half ago. Kansas State just beat them 48 to nothing. So someone explained to me why Vegas has Texas as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yes, Texas has kind of had Kansas State's number the last couple of years, but I see no reason why Kansas State should not be favored in this one. Texas, I think, is still very overhyped. They really don't have a great win on their resume. They have a couple close losses, which, like, cool, but, I mean, their best win, honestly, is... Oklahoma, UTSA, like they're they're good wins, but they have not beaten anyone even close to the caliber of Kansas State. I mean, yeah, they got close against Bama, but Kansas State's just be dismantled Oklahoma State. And if at Kansas State, I see no reason Kansas State loses this game. Give me the Wildcats by like a billion points here. Alabama at LSU. Okay, Bama's definitely on upset alert in this one. LSU's playing much better than I expected, and they're just, they, they've they definitely turned things around since that Florida State loss, um, since they missed that PAT, they're 6-1, their only loss is to tendency. and they look good, it's at Death Valley, I'm gonna roll with Alabama here, just cause Saban doesn't usually lose two games in a season, I think he's going to be fired up. I think he's going to be ready to go. But this stadium is going to be rocking. It's a night game. It's at Death Valley. Definitely a a game to be wary of. And LSU very well could pull off the upset. I'm going to lean Bama, though. Clemson at Notre Dame. Okay, Notre Dame is either going to to win this game in relatively dominating fashion or lose by like 42 points. I've talked about the inconsistency of Notre Dame. I don't understand what's going on. Granted, Notre Dame is only a four-point underdog here, which I think is telling. They opened as almost a 10-point underdog, and I think this game is going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people expect. I think Clemson does win close, though. Um, the thing is, I mean, if Clemson loses this game, it really doesn't affect their season. They're still alive for the playoffs. They they It doesn't affect their conference record. I think Notre Dame has a lot more to play for, and I think it's going to be very close, but I think this is going to be a game where Clemson wins close, and it's just a game where neither team walks out happy, something like 35-31, something like that. Wake Forest at NC State. I'm just going to say it. I'm sorry. NC State is nothing without Devin Leary. Um, Devin Leary got hurt, and they they lost to Syracuse badly and then barely beat a bad Virginia Tech team. I'm impressed that they were able to come back from a 21-3 deficit. That's impressive, but... Wake Forest has just played better. Well, yes, that, that Louisville loss was pretty bad. Um, as a whole, Sam Hartman's played better this season than NC State has played at the quarterback position since Leary's gotten hurt. And they've just, I think they've played a little bit better. Um, so I think, I think Wake Forest goes on the road here and gets a nice little top 25 win. As far as playoff eliminator games go, there are none. But as far as the conference eliminator goes, there's, quite a bit to go over so if syracuse loses um they are out and clemson will clinch the division um if virginia if virginia loses they're gone if pitt loses or north carolina wins they're gone if georgia tech loses and north carolina wins they're gone and if miami loses and north carolina wins miami's gone and if duke loses and north carolina wins they're gone so basically if north carolina wins this weekend against virginia it's gonna absolutely raid that division in the American a USFL knocks them out. If Temple loses or UCF wins, Temple's gone. If Tulsa loses and Cincinnati wins, Tulsa's gone. If Memphis loses, they're gone. In the Big 12, if West Virginia loses, they're out. And if Texas Tech loses and Kansas State wins, um, they're out. If Oklahoma loses and Kansas State wins, Oklahoma's out. In the Big Ten, if Maryland loses and Michigan or Michigan wins, Maryland's gone and if Illinois wins and Northwestern loses, Northwestern's gone. If Illinois wins, the loser of Minnesota versus Nebraska is gone. If Illinois wins and Iowa loses, Iowa's out. If Illinois wins and Wisconsin loses, Wisconsin's gone. And the CUSA, if Charlotte loses and North Texas wins, Charlotte's gone. I'm sorry, correction. If Charlotte loses and North Texas wins and UTSA wins, Charlotte's gone. Um, if Louisiana Tech loses and UTSA wins, Louisiana Tech's gone. If Middle Tennessee loses and North Texas or Western Kentucky wins, Middle Tennessee is gone. If UTEP loses and UTSA wins, UTEP is gone. If UAB loses, they're out. If FIU loses and UTSA wins, FIU is gone. In the MAC, which as the time of recording this, this game is going to kick off in like two seconds, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo wins, Miami will be gone, and then the loser of Northern Illinois, Central Michigan is out. Um... And then in the Mountain West, if Colorado State loses, they're out. In the Pac-12, if Arizona loses or Oregon wins, Arizona's gone. If Colorado loses or UCLA wins, Colorado's out. If Cal loses, they're gone. If Arizona State loses, they're gone. In the SEC, an Alabama W knocks out Arkansas. And then in the Sun Belt, if Marshall loses or Coastal Carolina wins, Marshall's out. If Georgia Southern loses and Coastal Carolina wins, Georgia Southern's gone. If Georgia State loses and Coastal Carolina wins, Georgia State is gone. Um, App State losing would knock them out. Louisiana Monroe loses and Troy wins. Louisiana Monroe is out. And then if either Texas State loses or Troy wins or ULL wins, Texas State will be gone. I know that was a lot, but as we're getting deeper into the rest of the season, there was a lot of playoff eliminated going on. As far as upset alerts go, there really weren't a ton for me. Um, I talked about, you know, Liberty at Arkansas, and then Alabama at LSU. But then the only other two are Minnesota at Nebraska. Nebraska is a 15-point underdog. I know Nebraska hasn't been amazing, but that feels like a lot um, in Big Ten play um, since um, Mickey Joseph's taken over. They've only lost to Purdue really close and Illinois, who's amazing. This is um, by far the worst Big Ten West team that Nebraska's played since Joseph's taken over. It's definitely possible. It'd be a big win for Nebraska and a huge step getting them into a bowl game. And then Florida International at North Texas, uh, twenty-one point favorite. Um, FIU isn't amazing, but they're better than people have expected. They've um, they're four and four. And they've won two straight. North Texas is incredible. They're five and four, but definitely definitely on upset alert here. As far as my game day picks go, there weren't a ton of. Great games. Um, So, my third pick is North Carolina at Wake Forest. Rivalry game, not played all the time. Probably going to be a ranked matchup. Could be fun. Uh, Second, Purdue at Illinois. I don't think they've ever gone to Illinois. This very well um, could end up being the Big Ten West Championship game. Next week, these two teams may be the only two alive for a spot. Definitely a huge game with huge conference implications. But my number one pick is Alabama at Ole Miss. Ole Miss will go into this game 8-1. and one. They have a bye week this week. And Alabama, if they win this game, um, this will be the SEC West championship game. Um, really, if, if LSU wins this weekend, they've basically clinched the division. Um, but if Bama wins this game, well, it's kind of the SEC West championship game. They still got to play Ole Miss. They'll both go into – if Alabama wins, they'll both go into this game 8-1, and one, both with a – control over their destiny, Um, definitely the biggest game, probably will be a top 10 game, um, but we'll see, so definitely a huge game, as far as my picks went for last week, this was one of the best weeks of picking ahead all time, 39 and 9, 81% of the game's right, Um, this is is the least least number of games I've gotten wrong since week 0, when I got two games wrong, because there was only 11 games, Um, my second highest Or I'm sorry, third highest pick percentage on the year. My my highest since week one. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy because two weeks ago I only got like 57. So this was a good week for me. So yeah, uh, this week's gonna be a lot of fun, and I'm really excited. Um, I'm gonna be at the Mizzou Kentucky game, huge game for the season. I'm excited. So yeah, with that, I'm your host, Jeffrey Kelly, recording as always from the center of college football. Signing out.